gentlemen, welcome back into the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on this Saturday afternoon watching some college football and discussing some college football. All right. Penn State narrowly defeats Big Ten rival Indiana 33-24. to Let's talk about it here. Not the game that I was expecting from Penn State at all. Happy they got the win, but I, I just have to say this is a very telling sign from this coaching staff. I mean, it's bad enough to lose yet again to Ohio State, but I don't know what's worse. Losing to Ohio State in the way that you did or just coming out and looking flat against an inferior Indiana opponent that's been getting outscored and just outclassed each week. Um, I I don't get it. You got your quarterback, Drew Aller, who is just, I mean, it was a rough offensive game again for him. Glad that he, you know, in the um, stat sheet towards the end, it's going to show that he had a big touchdown pass to win the game. Um, And he threw three touchdown passes, so I thought from there that standpoint he did he did well but just coming out I figured just as a tone setter you'd want to go out and go on a on a good drive I mean there was only one drive in this game and it was towards the end that I felt like Penn State really dominated um it was in the third quarter you know they they start off with three straight punts so they get nothing going offensively you know they're trying to set up the run and then they're really struggling to set up then the pass while they're setting up the run and then they're just unable to get things uh going offensively once they start getting towards the 50. I don't know why it is, but the playbook just doesn't seem like it it has enough plays um you know for Penn State to effectively move the ball down the field once they get past the 50-yard line or even approaching the 50-yard line for that matter. Uh, Indiana, they give up a big touchdown pass early on, two big touchdown passes in this game. Remember how I said yesterday, watch out, you know, for this Penn State defense because I have a feeling, and we see this, you know, year in and year out, and again, this is where I put it on coaching. They struggle once it seems like, okay, we're, you know, not really playing for much now. We're just going to go after individual accolades they crumble like they, you know, just so happen to do here today yet again, it feels like. So just very eye-opening, very upsetting to see um, out of this Penn State defense that was, you know, hailed as among the best um, in college football and how we were raving about Manny Diaz. And it just doesn't seem like he had them prepared to play it's either that or James Franklin just didn't have them prepared to play, which I think it might be as well. You know, he comes into the year, uh, you know, preaching tough defense, and the defense goes out and looks good for the first five, six games, and this is how it always works. They run into Ohio State, and then their season just derails from that point. Um, and there are some years where it's just, okay, the defense wasn't good enough. 2019, or 2018, rather, I didn't feel like the defense was that good enough. Um, 2020 was a you know, random season, and that just went the way it did. 2021, uh, 
I felt like that defense and that team wasn't exactly where they needed to be. But this year, they definitely should have been much better after a loss like that to Ohio State. They never should have lost like that to Ohio State, and that is not on the defense. That is purely on the offense and dumb coaching and dumb coaching decisions made there as well. But Penn State today, just a really, really lethargic showing. And you're at home. You're not in Bloomington. You're at home against, again, an inferior Indiana team that has not won a conference game. This isn't Indiana of, you know, two years ago or three years ago when, you know, they were kind of putting something together. This is an Indiana team that might be firing their head coach at the end of the season. And you're playing like this against them? How pathetic. Self-inflicted wounds, missed field goals, um, the pick by uh, Drew Aller, um, you know, which ended up making the score a lot closer than it needed to be, where they were able to get a quick field goal, and then Penn State was able to come back and get the touch. I mean, you, you know, props to Drew Aller after last week, maybe some, you know, issues there with uh, his confidence as we saw in the post-game um, press conference, he seemed to come out today, you know, really, really displaying that fire that, you know, would make him uh, a five-star, you know, recruit and among one of the biggest recruits in Penn State football history. So I just think from his standpoint, his growth is so important right now going from you know the first half of the season to the second half and I think that touchdown pass to Keandre Lambert Smith for 57 you can build off that I mean that drive you know he goes to Catron Allen for 11 yards then a run to Allen and then he goes up top to Keandre Lambert Smith for the big uh, touchdown catch and then a great job by the defense there getting after it getting a safety um, and again, I thought the defense for the most part did a solid job all game long. I mean, it, it, you know, wasn't their fault that the offense was displaying. And I know I just spoke about how poorly they were, um, because I do think that, you know, the long touchdown passes obviously are a problem. You can't give up a 90 yard pass and a 76 yard pass to an Indiana team that does not move the ball through the air. So I have no idea what the reason was for Brendan Soresby to hit two touchdown passes through the air and have 269 passing yards on the game for a team that really struggles moving the football. But obviously thrilled that Penn State able to come out and uh, you know get the, get the win. Um, I mean, they were supposed to win by 31. At least that's what the spread was. And it'd be one thing if, okay, you only beat them by 24. Okay. You know, you only beat them by, you know, 28 or, or something along those lines, only beating them by nine points. I mean, come on. I know the pollsters at the end of the day, will look at it and say, okay, they beat them by double digits or beat them by two scores, I should say, but they will knock Penn state down. Believe you me. Penn State will not be sitting at 10 or moving up by any chance. I am willing uh, to stake a lot on that. Notre Dame probably will pass them. Um, be interesting if Louisville passes them. I don't think they will, but keep an eye out on that. Um, you know, it's just 
pathetic. If Ole Miss handles business big time against Vanderbilt tonight, they might leapfrog Penn State, and you could be looking at them dropping as far back as, you know, 12. Oregon State on the road. Okay, Oregon State, if they win that game, they will most definitely jump over Penn State. But this was a big opportunity to get yourself back into, okay, Penn State's offense maybe just had a down week last week. They were on the road, a tough environment, yada, yada, yada. You know, maybe get the crowd back into it, the fans believing again, you know, in this program. Um, or not in this program, but just making it to where they want to be. This is a Penn State team. We've seen, we know they can win 10 games, 9, 10 games. We know they can beat, you know, teams early on in the season. We know they can do that. When we get to the middle of the year, when we get towards the end of October, when we get into November, that's when we want to see things start to happen. And under James Franklin, it just hasn't. I haven't necessarily been one to hop on James Franklin um, a ton in terms of just, you know, overall his status. I, I'm not, you know, someone that just says, oh, I'll fire James Franklin the second they lose to Ohio State. But I have to start to wonder if there's something more out there. I have to begin to wonder, hey, is there a better coach that can maybe take this thing, you know, to the next level? But then you completely tear down the culture. You know, is it really worth it? I mean, you know, if you can just somehow get a team one of these years that can put it together. That's just where I sit with Franklin. I mean, I think, you know, there are definitely coaches that can come in and, you know, maybe do a better job. I mean, that's always a chance, you know, maybe they can get a guy in here. But in terms of, you know, someone that can continue what Penn State has done building relationships you know, in the state of PA again and, and, you know, the way Franklin has recruited, I don't know if there's anyone that can do it uh, necessarily um, as consistent as Franklin has done. However, you know, it's very telling. His coaching is very telling because it's not as if he gets these guys pumped up after these games. You can look back at it. Anytime they lose to Ohio State, they always have a letdown the next game. I have no idea why that's the thing, but ever since, and I feel like, again, it's because they put Ohio State on this pedestal that that's why they lose to them, then they can never recover. And that's their biggest problem. That's their biggest problem. And I know he's preached about, you know, his uh, direction of the football program and what he wants it to be. But at a certain point in time, dude, you got to be able to rally the troops again. He's done a poor job of doing that, um, you know, throughout his career. I mean, remember 2018, or 2019, rather. They lose to uh, Ohio State, and then I think the following week they lost to Minnesota, or if I have that flip-flopped, and then they just couldn't they couldn't rally and could, couldn't get ready again for the, for the following game. Same thing in 2020. In 2021, um, you know, they lose to Iowa, and then the whole season just, you know, takes a huge thumbs down. So he's got to be better. And this is a constant pattern year in and year out. And fans are getting tired of it. I know I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of these poor, poor coaching decisions, whether it's in-game or just getting these kids prepared. Something's got to change with this guy. And again, we know what he can do. 
And sure, it's good enough to keep you relevant. And, you know, you keep saying to yourself and you keep buying into the hype. But at a certain point in time, you've been kind of a quarterback away. And I think we all kind of put the blame on Sean Clifford just not being talented enough. And we were excited for this Aller kid. I mean, you know, he's, I don't know if it's being, he's being held back or what it is, but I mean, my goodness, he finished 20 for 31, 210 pass yards, three touchdowns and a pick. And he wasn't necessarily the problem. In my opinion, the two long touchdown passes was the issue. Defense should never have given that up. And then the pick that he had his first collegiate interception, which I'm still kind of shocked that that was his first collegiate pick. And I must say, as much as I think we have raved about that and how good that is, that's just him being a game manager. That's all that is. You know, he needs to be able to be in it. And I don't know if it's just the offense he's in, if it's too, you know, too conservative and it just doesn't let them open up the playbook because that could be the problem. But he's got to be able to elevate his game now in his second year. And we're just not seeing it thus far. Good enough to get the win today, but they shouldn't have only won by nine. And I hate that, you know, in college football, you can't just be happy about the, you know, getting a win. You know, style points matter in the polls. But when you just look around, you need Oregon State to not cover. And, you know, Louisville's beating the brakes off at Duke. And as I said, I don't think they're going to leapfrog Penn State at all. Um, But if Ole Miss again, you know, if they don't cover against Vanderbilt, then you may have a shot at staying at 10. But the big thing I think everyone's rooting for tonight, Arizona to go down to the wire with Oregon State and, and hopefully beat Oregon State and Vanderbilt to put up a fight against Ole Miss because then maybe Penn State can stay at 10. But I I, I don't know. I don't see it, um, how this team holds on. And with the way Notre Dame is just beating the snot out of pit, there's no shot, in my opinion, that Penn State does not fall to one of these teams. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 610 Podcast. We'll have uh, episodes coming out throughout this Saturday with, you know, Sunday football coming tomorrow with the Eagles. Sixers taking on the Raptors tonight. So big, uh, big day today. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I will talk to you next time.